All right, Rev, today we're gonna to be talking about the concept of what we know in this day and age as the helicopter parent. This would have been the overbearing parent. Um, you know, back when we were born, this could have been the, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, um, perhaps even before the 70s for you. But things that we're gonna talk about, right? We're going to be addressing things like lack of confidence, lack of knowledge, um, maybe some resentfulness, some anger, some bitterness. And so check your capacity, like always, when you're ready, come in. If you ever need to jump out of the podcast, jump out, steady yourself, and jump back in when you're ready. All right, let's get into this. Okay, so today we're talking about the overbearing authority figures, right? What we would typically know right now as the helicopter parent. Now, in today's, um, you know, day and age, it's a little bit different, right? Our children have technology, so we can text them at any time, check in any time. All their grades are digital. You don't have to wait till you know, progress report comes out. So in fact, it's a little bit easier and a little bit more, um, we're going to go air quotes, normal to be in that helicopter slash umbrella parenting or authority figure because there is so much access. But if we go back right? Because we got to address when you and I were kids. So we have to go back to our childhoods, to our upbringings, to our authority figures. And those really overbearing authority figures, the ones that picked your clothes. Every time you went shopping, you you couldn't stand what they picked, but you know, they were going to dress you because they paid for it. And they were going to tell you how to act and what to eat and who to be friends with. Because if you're under their roof, then it's their rules and their way. They may have even chosen your sports, your friends. They may have chosen your electives in school. When you were getting older, they may have even told you, you know, what major you had to go into. But this all started from a very, very early age, right? What you could wear, who you could play with, what toys you were allowed to play with, what colors you were allowed to wear, you know, what things you were allowed to like, whether that's gender specific or not, right? Maybe you liked climbing trees. I was a tree climber. I was outdoors, I was swimming, loved climbing trees, but man, oh man, if, if, you know, my guardian wasn't somebody that was like, you're wearing dresses every day, or you're wearing skirts, or you're wearing culottes, um, you know, so to, to be dressed in this prim, proper way, because of course, if everything looks good on the outside, then nobody's questioning the inside, and let's be honest, That's what it all got down to, right? It had to look good on the outside. 
because then nobody would question how it was functioning on the inside. Now, that inside is either the totality of the inside of the household or for you specifically, right? If you looked the part, if you were well-dressed, if you had the right friends, if you were getting the right grades, then who's going to question if you're happy? Who's going to question if that's something you want? Who's going to question who's parenting you? Who's going to question anything about it, right? But so often there's so much anger and sadness and bitterness and resent if you were parented that way. The simple act of getting up, right? That first autonomy that we have, right? I want to I wanna brush my hair my way or I want to choose how my hair is, is cut or styled or I want to put on my own clothes, And to have that stripped, and for some people, that was stripped up until they became adults. Their clothes were always bought for them. What they wore always had to be approved. Even into your teens, right? We're talking 14, 15, 16, 17. You were told what you could or could not wear out of the house. And so it steals your identity, It keeps you constantly questioning who you are. You feel like you have to play two roles, right? You have to be the person that you're supposed to be inside the house because who knows what sort of consequences will come to you if you're not that way, right? And then you have the you outside of the house. And maybe that you is trying to keep up the facade, You're trying to be friends with these people. You're trying to take these classes and like them. You're trying to get the grades, but you're just not interested. Or it's completely different, right? Your caregivers might see you as, you know, this goody two-shoes. And you're going to school and smoking in the bathroom and (laughs) doing all sorts of things you shouldn't do. Saying you're going to, to study at a friend's house and going to a party and drink. And you had to live this dichotomy. You had to learn. You did learn. Let me correct my own language there. Um, You learned from a very young age that you couldn't be trusted to make your own decisions. That who you innately wanted to be sure as shit wasn't good enough. Who were you to make your own decisions? Who are you to decide what you wanted to do in life? Let me tell you, I was, I fall into a few different categories with caregivers because I have a unique upbringing. But not only did I have a disapproving authority figure, I had an uninvolved authority figure. And shockingly enough, I also had a very overbearing authority figure. Just depended on where the addiction was, right? And... I can remember up until my senior year, my hair was a certain way. I was never allowed to cut my hair. I think the first chop job I did was when my oldest kiddo was a few months old, right? Because I I had the hair, you know, mid-back. 
Um, around eighth grade, I finally got to grow out my bangs. Previous to that, it was the straight across bangs with the long, you know, mid back hair. That's what I was allowed to have. I wasn't even allowed to have the autonomy of choosing my own hair. I mean, it was, it was bonkers. And so to this day, something that I struggle with is my own style. I did fall into that category of never being able to shop for myself, never choosing what I liked, um, never styling my own hair, never styling my own clothes, never buying the shoes that I wanted, right? It was either what the foster home had or what some guardian had bought at that time, right? That guardian being anybody at that point who was raising me. So even now at 40 years old, I still struggle with like, oh my gosh, I have to do my hair. (laughs) If you know me, if you've seen me, uh, whether it's on Instagram or Inside the Rev, Facebook Lives, you're my friend in person, I got like three looks, three looks, right? I have the brush it and it's down, ponytail and a bun. That's what I got. (laughs) There might be some curls in there. But, you know, even like dressing, people know I'm a, I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl. Um, usually have flats on, right? I graduated from flip-flops to flats at about 38 years old. But I struggle. I struggle having that identity of, well, I've just worn jeans and t-shirts for so long, but wow, I really like that floral top, or wow, I really, you know, like that pattern shirt, or, um, you know, I really love this style of pant, but it just seems so far-fetched, right? You hear that that inner dialogue in your head that's telling you you're going to look like a clown. That's not your inner dialogue. That's the dialogue from, you know, when you were a youth, and maybe you branched out, you got real bold, you know, at the department store. And you were like, I like this, what do you think? And you got ripped to shreds. And so these are the things that that carry with us, right? And you gotta, you just gotta get, uh, you gotta get bold. (laughs) You have to try. Something that I have um, done to reclaim that is while I still do have long hair, um, for me, I have chopped my hair a few times. I don't personally like uh, my hair when it is chopped. I do like it a little bit longer. But every single human being who has seen me um, in a photo, in a video, Instagram, Patreon, wherever, a, a live you know, speaking engagement, It just depends what day I show up, what color my hair is. My hair's been black. It's been um, purple. It's been lavender. It's been blue. Uh, My hair is, you know, uh, been different shades of blonde, different shades of red, different shades of brunette. My hair is all over the place. I think the one color category that I've never been is green. But pretty much every other category, I've I've hit somehow. Um, not like true blues, I'll say that, but like Superman, Superman blue, Superman black, that black blue. 
So you have to you have to start playing in the in the experimental world where you feel comfortable. You know, I have I'll branch out. I have a, you know, a few what I would call bolder pieces of clothing, but my bolder pieces of clothing are other people's like super mundane, muted down like casual clothes. So you might have those things where you still struggle as an adult to feel comfortable, to branch out on your own, to have that confidence. And when you get in those spaces, it can bring up a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of frustration. Like, dude, why am I 40 years old and I don't know how to do my freaking hair? I don't know how to like dress my body. I don't know, like, you know, it's those things where we feel like that should just innately be in me. I should innately know how to do this because I'm X amount of years old. Not to mention, I had multiple foster siblings, as we'll call them, all female, uh, because you have to have the same gender um, in bedrooms. I had two older sisters through guardianship. Like, there were plenty of people. <laughs> They could have shown me at least how to braid my hair. But you just have to take that ownership, right? But but in those moments where you're like, I don't know how to... Um, everything from making your own medical appointments or learning how to cook, learning how to clean. I mean, this... I use the example of clothes, but this bleeds into everything. Right? Feeling confident to make your own choices and decisions and call places and stand up for yourself and talk on your own because somebody was always talking for you, acting for you. And then all of a sudden you were out on your own trying to trying to do it yourself. And there might have been a, a lot of hiccups along the way. Because you're so used to having your hand held, so used to being told what to do, how to do it, when to do it, right? Like that drill sergeant regimented, can't breathe, and then all of a sudden, poof, you're out on your own. And then you start in with that dialogue, perhaps, right? We always talk about the dichotomy. You can start in with that dialogue when you're early out of, well, geez, they were right. I don't know anything, and I am stupid, or I can't make my own choices, or they were right to make choices for me because clearly I'm over here failing, right? Because when we're first out, we don't see that it's a lack that, that has us in that position, right? We always tend to look inward. Now, there's the few examples where you just know from a, from a young age these people are like nonsensical and you can't wait to get out. But healing is that layers, right? So the more that we uncover about ourselves, the more that we uncover about our experience, the more we are able to dive into these things. So you either start in that that extreme of like, I really can't do anything. They were right to make all my choices. I can't do this. I don't know how to be on my own. I don't know how to do anything. I'm failing at life. I am a failure, right? Spiral, spiral, spiral. Or you go the other extreme, which is the anger, the bitterness, the resent, 
you start talking to people and realizing how little life experience you have because someone else was always walking your walk and talking your talk for you. And you might not feel on level with your peers. You might feel like other people know more than you, are smarter than you, um, have more abilities than you. So we're always going to talk about that range, right? And, and you can be anywhere on that range. You can ebb back and forth, right? You can go from that feeling really frustrated and angry and bitter and resentful that you feel behind everyone. And then also some days maybe be in a shame spiral. So I always wrap it up with the fact that we are going to do you know, that weekly wrap up, the Q&A at the end of the week. So if you were someone that grew up with, you know, those overbearing authority figures, right? This is parents, guardians, grandparents, people who watched you, babysitters, siblings. And now you're looking at your life and you're like, there's so many places where I stop myself. There's so many places where I don't follow through. There's so many places where I self-sabotage. There's so many places where I want to do something and then I get really frustrated and I get really angry and I feel like I don't know how to do it and I just, I dip out on myself. What do I do? Bring those questions, right? And you might have a question from every podcast this week. You might be like, okay. Over here, I got, you know, my original dad. I need a question about this. And then I have my mom. And then I have my stepmom. And then I have a stepdad. And then I have dad number four. (laughs) There's no judgment, right? Grandma raised me for two years. Bring your questions. Because we all have these inner traits, right? We all have these patterns that we're carrying. And we're like, why am I doing it? You know? I will tell you, there's not a time that I'm not like shopping on Amazon where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go find myself like a super bold print loud dress. And I'm like looking at all the patterns. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, okay, gray V-neck tank top, pair of jeans, flats, check out <laughs> because it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Um, So we fall into those patterns, right? It's about the awareness. But it it goes outside the clothes, right? Because that comfort and staying in that comfort zone, where else does that fall in, right? Where else? I have to be aware. I have to be aware of that in business. I have to be aware of that in parenting. I have to be aware of that in my relationships. I have to have the awareness. We all have to have the awareness. Comfort zones, oof, we all love them. It's hard to be on the other side of a comfort zone. It is hard to get the geographic loud print t-shirt when you've been wearing the same gray tank top for 40 years. (laughs) Right? So bring your questions. Um, I'm looking forward to, to this weekly wrap up because everyone was raised by somebody, maybe multiple people, maybe just one person, 
maybe a group of people. But what we carry from early childhood, right? Those ACE scores that we pick up along the way, those early child, the adverse childhood experiences um, that you all know that I'm so passionate about, we can be, you know, in our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, going, why am I still doing that? And it starts with the awareness. We got to get, we got to get aware. We have to get inquisitive. Um, you know, I, I love the curiosity behind things. If we can look at the things that we want to change in a curious manner, like, girl, why are you picking another gray tank top? What's the worst that could happen? What are you nervous about? What are you scared about? What's the worst thing someone could say? Are they going home with you at the end of the night? Do they sleep in your bed? Right? Get curious. Ask the questions. Challenge yourself. You know? And then maybe buy like the safer floral print dress and like the slightly purpley gray tank top. <laughs> little by little. Little by little. All right. I will see you end a week. We're going to be in tomorrow talking about um, absentee parenting. I wanted to make sure we had a break in between the um, uninvolved parent, right? And the absentee parent, because it's, it's similar, but it's vastly different, <laughs> which is an oxymoron in itself when I say it. But I wanted something to, um, to kind of break up the week. I had more than one comment on yesterday's podcast of like, oof, that, that hit hard, that hit different, or I had to pop out or, you know what? I hate you, but I love you. Um, because some of these are going to hit so emotionally hard. And, and that's why I start every single podcast this month with check your capacity, pop out if you need to pop back in when you feel better. You know, these are, these podcasts, these teachings, the rev, all of it, it's all to be a service. So when it start, when it stops, pardon me, when it stops feeling intriguing, right? Like it's going to be confronting. It's going to be itchy. It's going to be that push and pull like, oh, yeah, oh, I think I do that. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I'm questioning. I'm getting curious. I'm, I'm allowing the confrontation. But when it moves from that to now I'm crying and now I'm in, in pain and now I've stopped being able to interpret what's coming in and I, I'm just in a spiral. Pop out. Pop out. Contact me like other people did. Um... And, and then pop back in when you're ready. All right. As always, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. So along with the weekly wrap-ups, this month our additional training is going to be in EFT. That is Emotional Freedom Technique. You might know it as tapping. 
Tapping is something where we are, you know, tapping on different meridians in the body. It's setting off different signals in your body. If you've never done it, I would encourage you to either come or visit the replay. Um, EFT can be used for anything. It is a way to bring up our emotions and have the mind, body, spirit connection. So I'm looking forward to doing that this month. This is just a reminder to put it on your calendar. Um, come with an open mind, an open heart, and um, get ready to tap. <laughs>